Hello and welcome to a new podcast, Pals, where I, Aaron, and my pal and yours, Greg. Hello. Hey, seamless. Watch every episode of Friends and then we talk about it. Um, we figured out that there wasn't enough uh, podcasts about blokes talking about the telly that they watch, so we thought we'd start a new one. How you doing, Greg? Yeah, very well. How are you? Really good. Have you enjoyed your first watching of Friends, the first episode? Do you know, I'm sure we're going to get into it, obviously, in a bit greater detail, but I didn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> it's a good start. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm looking at this, I'm thinking we've got 236 episodes There's to get through. And at episode one, I'm already like, uh, really? Like, I, <laughs> I think, in essence, I think because we have watched these before, we are re-watching them. Yeah. Um, your memory takes you, obviously, to the sort of later episodes that you've seen. And obviously, we've only just watched the pilot or yeah. so the one. Let's not, let's not spoil it, but I've got to agree with you and say, weak start, guys. Yeah, it, I think because the characters are, they're such an over-exaggeration of the people that they are to become. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, Joey... Joey is the guy from New York who's well, a bit hang on, like... hang on, hang on. Let's not get too far into it right now because no, we'll, we'll jump in in a sec. Um, before we get started, mm. just on the first episode, I think it's worth saying, uh, I mean, everyone in the whole world knows what Friends is. The majority of them like it at some point. I mean, my wife is the only person I've ever met who just hands down hates it. Um, and I don't know why, but um, it's an old show, so it, it, it's run from 94 for 10 years. Um, there's probably going to be some jokes along the process of doing this that might not have aged well, uh, especially with the way sort of things have gone this year in terms of people sort of going back over old stuff and censoring it. So I just want to say from the outset, we're watching it on Netflix. If they've put out any scenes, oh, sorry, they've cut out any scenes that are, you know, they're, they're deemed not to be appropriate anymore, then we won't see them, let alone comment on them. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that covers it, and then we don't have to say that ever again. Yeah, we'll and if there's it. anything too questionable that is on there, we we might obviously bring that to attention, but we're not going to dwell on things that, we don't, that we're not comfortable with dwelling on, or the listener might not be. Yeah. Greg, I'm going to chuck up one minute. No, you want 30 seconds? You think you can do it in 30? What, the, the 30 second synopsis? Synopsis in 30 seconds. Can you do it? Oh, give it a good go. Right, okay. So, this is episode one of Friends in 30 seconds. Greg, your time starts now. Right, episode one, the pilot, the one where Monica gets a roommate. We open up at Central Perk, which is a coffee shop in New York. We're introduced to all of our friends. Ross pops in. He's not very happy because his lesbian lovers left him. Uh, Rachel comes in a wedding dress, absolutely drenched. She's just left her fiancé at the altar. Monica goes on a date with a guy called Paul. She later finds out that he's a bit of a creep. Five and he cheats. Sorry? Five seconds. Uh, Ross makes his first move on Rachel. Credits roll. Rachel's oh. got a job at Central Perth. <laughs> yeah, right. You've done well there. <laughs> Yeah, so we beat them all at once. We're in Perk, as you've said. It's the, the first sighting of Perk. That's where we are. Yeah, we're in Central Perk. 
which we're led to believe is in New York, although it's never mentioned. But we yeah, do know that, obviously, going forward. Oh, well, sound the alarm, because here's my first piece of trivia for you. Uh, okay. They filmed the first episode uh, not in New York. They filmed uh, it in, uh, like, L.A. <laughs> really? What, they, you mean yeah. You mean they filmed it in L.A., but it was set in New York? or Exactly. Was, right, it wasn't set in L.A., and then they switched it, did an old switcheroonie. They did. Right. Do you know, yeah. okay, well, here's another fact for you. Do you know that they... The, the the original name for it when they were writing the program was called because it's based on the cafe still Insomnia yeah. Cafe. Ah, no, I didn't know that one. That would have been a very different show. I thought I think. it was called like Party of Six or something dumb like that. As well, I thought it was like something well, rubbish. Think, oh I yeah, they changed the name about they changed the name about three times before they decided on Friends. But the original, yeah. when they were writing it, before they put it to NBC in America, the original name was Insomnia Cafe, which to me feels like a lot, a lot of a, a, a much darker show somehow. Yeah, that's not the same show, is it? Uh, <laughs> um, so the first note that I put when watching it mm. um, just says the hair. Oh, I, honestly. I shit you not, my top note after Insomnia Cafe is Joey's terrible hair. <laughs> so yeah, I've wrote, I've wrote Perk, as in just to set the scene, then the hair, Joey and Monica. Um, what is Joey's hair? It's, and again, memory has not served me well because I cannot remember him looking like that. I mean, it's, it's violently 90s, isn't it? It is, but in 1994, I had a set of curtains. And <laughs> again, memory might not have served me well, but I'm sure it didn't look as terrible as that hair. It was so floppy, so sort of... It was in his eyes most of the most of the episode. It's like a ball cut that they've extended round the back as well. So it's like, if you got a ball cut for an adult and then you've removed it and put it on a child's head, that's how it would sit. Yeah. It was, it was, and almost as if it flipped, like slipped forward slightly over the bowl during the cut over his eyes. But yeah, it was, it was something, wasn't it? Yeah, I. And then Monica's as well is, um, she's got that like, she looks the same in Ace Ventura, to be fair, but like, it's that's a really like '90s haircut, and she wears the sort of the weird oversized like business clothes. Yeah, and the um, the the like the big overall sort of dungaree type of thing she had on was very 90s. I noticed, my, the next thing I noticed was the 90s clothes, actually. I don't know if you yeah. noticed, but right, firstly, Joey, again, Joey, had the tightest black T-shirt on. And so basically, <laughs> they go over to help, um, to help Ross move into his new flat because as I mentioned okay. in the synopsis, he's been, he's had to, his wife's left him for her lesbian lover. And yes. So he's moving into a new flat and he's the boys are helping him um, build all the furniture. And Chandler is there in the most 1990s American bowling shirt with cap on oh, slightly yeah, skew yeah. if. Which, it, that's really a craze that never really took off in the UK, the bowling no, shirt. But no. I have seen it in American pop culture. Um, and then... Joey had like the spray-on black T-shirt, which was tucked into his baggy jeans. Yeah, tucked in. What's that? It was. It looked mental. Um, it, yeah. And then I, I, the, they don't the icing good. on the cake for me was I don't know if you noticed this because it was quite subtle, 
But Ross had a pair of um, like cream slacks on for the whole episode. Okay. And but they were turned up at the bottom, and they were like, right. yeah, they weren't turned up like by an inch. They were turned up by like four inches, five inches, and they were cream like cream slacks. Mm. I mean, I'm sl- maybe I can't comment because I'm still a man who loves a turn up. Yeah, but four or five inches on a pair yeah, of probably not. No, it's just it's just on the bottom. I don't know yeah. why. Strange. When you say that the um, that Carol Ross's wife has left uh, Ross for her lesbian lover, mm. I felt, and I think I'm good. This is going to be a reoccurring thing, I think. But I was baffled when I was watching it because I was like. Have I missed an episode? Has this gone wrong? Because there's, we know, I've got a vivid thing in my head of him figuring out that she's gay, but that's from like an episode later in the series that is set before now, like a flashback episode. Oh, okay. And I think that's going to happen a lot where we go, hey, like what's, what is that about? And then the actual answer comes later on. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree, because, again, our memories have already filled in some of the gaps that we already know, because we're not watching watching it fresh. Um, I feel like on the pilot, obviously, with it being the pilot, they're trying to set the scene. The reason I said before it wasn't, it certainly wasn't as good as, well, it wasn't anywhere near as good as I remembered. I thought it was quite a poor episode, was because they spend so much time trying to set a scene with... So Ross has got, uh, he's been, he's had to move out because he's left his lesbian lover. Rachel's been stood up at the altar. Yeah, there's a lot, I know, like, there's a lot happening in what, usually in yeah. episode, the plot would be like, hey, this thing happens, but this is like six lots of things happening at once, and it's still only 20 minutes long. Yeah, and what I noticed was, they were, like I sort of touched on before, every character is an over-exaggeration of their of their character like yeah so and, i've wrote similar i've got here like sarcastic chandler and weird phoebe eating chalk yeah like they're really really trying hard to like hey here's the like they're doing a lot of work basically a lot of setup there's a lot of jokes as well like they really want to be funny all the time well it's like trying you, real hard like you just said then Je- uh, phoebe is really not in the episode very much like she doesn't play a an important part whatsoever but every time she talks it's something out there and weird and hippie-ish just to like reinforce the fact that she is going to be the weird one yeah don't worry about that and that's what i say about joey joey's meant to be like this italian american sort of you know he's a bit cool he's a bit of a ladies man all he does is either hit on rachel sit slouched in his chair because he's too cool for school like like he's eating a sandwich at one point and someone wrote, says something to I've him and he down, Joey hits on Rachel with a big sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like that's what, I really like that at least like for ten years to come, a big part of his character is gonna be that he likes sandwiches and they've done that from the get go. But like <laughs> it's funny that we've both picked up on big sandwich. Yeah. And he like he just kind of lifts his eyes. Someone says something to him, maybe Ross and he just kind of lifts his eyes dis- dismissively, like, oh, I'm too cool for school sort yeah, of thing. And yeah. obviously, as we know, the, the, the character curve develops. We know that he's a bit more engaging, a bit more dumb, a bit more silly. And I'm glad that we know that. Well, I'm glad we've got the foresight to see that because 
I didn't really like him very much at all oh, yeah. in this episode. I thought he was a bit of a dick. And in memory, he was always like one of my favourite sort of characters. So, um, again, the, 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 the benefit of foresight. There's a line I want, I've, I've marked out here that I wanted to talk to you about because it's a one that no matter how many times I've seen this, I still don't really get what it's meant to be. And it's when when Rachel's having the phone conversation with, I think it's her dad, it's certainly one of her parents. Yeah, dad, she yeah. doesn't want to marry uh, Barry, sorry mm-hmm. for the rhyme. Um, but she says that, you're a shoe, you're a shoe. Everyone's always telling me you're a shoe. I don't get that. It's 16 years since this episode came out, and I don't understand what it is. No, 26 years. Yeah, well, it'll be 26 years later this month, yeah, the end of this month. In, like, 17 days, it'll be 26 years. So what is that? You're a shoe. Like, that's not something that's anywhere else. No, (laughs) and then... What if I don't want to be a shoe daddy? What if I want to be some... It's a metaphor. Yeah. And then it, he clearly says on the other end of the phone, I don't know what you're talking about. And she yeah, goes, yeah. oh, I don't it's a have... metaphor, daddy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but it's a metaphor. shit metaphor. <laughs> that, That's no, why you doesn't get it. <laughs> right, so I want to ask you about Paul. Paul, the wine guy. Didn't like him at all. No, neither did that. Do but... you know... And it isn't, think? it isn't from like a moral perspective, like because, so Paul goes on a, Paul the wine guy. I'm not sure what the wine guy is. Does he does he deliver so wine? Is, I swear to God, that is what I was just about to ask you. I've wrote down. Do you think Paul sells wine, makes wine, or drinks a lot of wine? <laughs> I'm presuming because Monica works in a restaurant, and so Monica goes on the date with Paul the wine guy. Paul yeah. the wine guy. Um, tells Monica during the date that he had a really hard breakup a couple of years ago. He's not been able to perform in the bedroom for the last two years due to that breakup. She yeah. ends up sleeping with Paul that night. That is a, a, a risky chat line, by the way. It is, because you do get run the risk of getting laughed at and her sort of thinking you're pathetic, I, I would yeah. imagine. Um but then it turns out, so she sleeps with him. They, they, he leaves the next morning. She's made up. She thinks she's like, you know, looked after him and nurtured him through his first night in two years. Yeah. And then she goes to work in a restaurant and her colleague comes in. They get chatting about Paul, the wine guy. And it turns out that her work colleague thinks that she was the one that nurtured him through a two-year yeah. um two year celibacy that's a brutal conversation that they're having as well she just storms in with like she's like oh I had a great night I was out with Paul and he's like oh yeah yeah I've banged Paul that's not that's that's not nice chat work no I mean yeah it was it was rather to the point and rather crass but um, so it turned out it'd all been a bit of a line now I dislike Paul well before any of that so I'm not getting on a moral high horse saying he's a sleazebag but as soon as he walked in with that like bouffant haircut and that bright oversized, blue blazer oversized blazer uh, was it a t-shirt underneath tucked in yeah and when he came in and she introduced him to the gang she went here's everybody yeah he didn't even say hello <laughs> he just kind of lifted his eye eyebrows. Like if that had been me, like, stood there, I'd have been like, "That's just ignorant." Um, you know the the other chef who Monica's talking to. 
Yes. Who's the one who's slept with Paul previously? Yeah. She like Monica's there doing her business. She comes on and she like joins her at like the open kitchen bit where everyone can see her. Mm-hmm. But she's stir frying lettuce. <laughs> she's got a giant wok and she is stir frying lettuce. What is that? I don't want to go there. That's you don't stir fry lettuce at all, do you? It's cabbage. It is cabbage. I mean, there's a lot of things, but it could be cabbage. That is, it's quite. It, I'm sure, ninety percent certain, it's a big iceberg lettuce she's just got cut up and they've gone yeah that'll do yeah just right they've probably got it left over from like the um the 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 catering cart for lunch or something when they've been filming yeah put that in the pan terrible yeah that is not good at all no um and then obviously after the line is discovered she she smashes the watch which is part of his do you i wonder if that's actually part of the chatter line and there wasn't a watch in the original bit, he says he stamps on her, uh, his ex-girlfriend's watch. Oh, uh, yeah, the whole thing was made up, I reckon. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, do you know what, sort of earlier in the episode as well, is the first uh, instance of something we'll come to see all the time, which is, uh, I've nicknamed, Sad Window Time. Oh, so what I was going to bring this up with you, actually, as well. The whole... Cause, so explain what you explain what you're talking about there. Uh, okay, so to give the episode its credit, I think there's three there's three things happening at once where they're all at different points in their relationship, uh, and that is Rachel's really sad because she's ran away from Paul. No, not Paul. Sorry, Rachel's really sad because she's ran away from Barry. Barry. Ross is really sad because his wife's left him. But Monica's at the start of a new relationship, which will turn out to be a sham in about twenty minutes. So the like, while she's having a nice time in the restaurant, Ross and Rachel are, like, in separate apartments, sat near a window, having a sad look while, like, a song plays. And that's going to happen all the time now. That's, like, a... That, I reckon that's going to happen twice a series now. Yeah. It's a proper friends, like, staple. That whole window scene where, like, Ross is obviously staring off into the distance and it fades out and then it fades back into Rachel staring out to the distance of her window... It, yeah, I mean, obviously, later on in the episode, right at the end of the episode, actually, the last second to last scene um, is Ross and Rachel have been left by themselves in Monica's apartment, and Ross plucks up the courage to maybe I can ask you out sometime, and she yeah. says, "Yeah, maybe." I they, sorry, just to point out, they do that over a biscuit, right? Yeah, it's an Oreo. Yeah. They both reach for it. I'm not having yeah. that. Nobody reaches for the last biscuit. Right, so if they both one biscuit and there's two people. You awkwardly stare at that biscuit until one of you dies. You well, don't. Nobody reaches for the biscuit at the same time as the other person, and then they split the biscuit and she leaves it on the plate and goes to bed. Yeah. So she Furious. wanted that. She wanted that biscuit so bad that they they brought broke the awkward faux pas to to actually both go for the biscuit. Then they yeah. decided to split the biscuit. Then she didn't even eat the biscuit. Yeah, outrageous behaviour. Not I, that. That would I not do think though maybe the um, that awkward thing about not wanting to eat the last biscuit is probably a, a British thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we are like guilty about biscuits, stupidly polite, and especially about our biscuits. Yeah. But the, um, the whole so, Ross and Rachel thing, yeah. I I couldn't remember looking back that they'd introduced the concept 
so early on in the series. Again, they've not messed about. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. is a storyline that runs on for years. Like and through the last episode. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. The whole thing is about them and that, and that they've introduced that theory so early on. It's hard to believe that they made it 236 episodes, like managed to stretch it out that long. It's, well, I mean, they, they sort of they peak it too early and then have to make more series and mess with it. I don't know. It's it's a weird one. So, Ross has only just been, he's just been left by his wife. Yeah. And she walked out on her wedding yesterday and that's when he decides to ask her out. Are you okay with that? Uh, no, I don't think, I don't think it's good your, for either. I don't think it's Your wife, for... your wife, Christine, leaves you today. Yeah. And a runaway bride who, fair enough, you met years ago, bumps into you the same day. Are you asking her out? Or... Yeah, bearing in mind... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, not is it? it's not good for either of them. Both of them are absolutely... They must be in the most emotionally fragile states possible. She's quite literally... I mean, her hair still looks damp from the fact that she ran away in yeah. the rain in a wedding dress. Yeah, it does. It's, I, it's not I a never, good place I, I never clocked that. I didn't write that down, but I know that, that is true. Um, but Ross isn't the worst geller because... The day, the morning after, when they're all still in the apartment, and then Paul comes out of the bedroom and leaves, Monica goes to comfort Rachel. She's still, I think, in the wedding dress, like, oh, you know, how are you feeling? Have you had a nice night? Type thing, like, you know, do you feel a bit better? She can't even keep up the pretense that she cares about her best friend for more than like three seconds before she just starts smiling and talking about a date with Paul. She couldn't care about that woman at all. Yeah, I agree completely. Completely selfish. It, and oh, do you feel better? Like, are you relaxed? I can't stop smiling. <laughs> is literally the line. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, terrible. But they're obviously not trying to hide it. But then again, later on, we do find we do know that you know Monica was always the one that was unlucky in love, and Rachel was always mm, the one that was getting yeah. all the boys. So she's probably. Do you think it's, you think it's malicious? Yeah, I I almost think. She, straight from the offset she's like I'm going to have a dig here I've not seen this woman for years she's turned up <laughs> at my house just because she needs me now yeah. she used to use me when we were kids I'm going to just stick the knife in here and give it a good twist while I can yeah you could be right that's my we'll theory it's worth, on. Yeah. worth keeping it we'll, on we'll, yeah we'll watch that unfold um, hey Aaron yes let's talk best friend Oh. I've got a feeling we're going to pick the same friend here. My best friend of the episode yeah. was Chandler. Right. Tell I, me why, why was your best friend this week Chandler? Right, because I think... <sighs> he just had some good lines. He was very funny. They know what they're going to do with him. He's the sarcastic, funny one. Um, I, think one of his, I think his first line is um, after... Monica's like, oh, it's just two people going out and not having sex. And he goes, sounds like a date to me. Oh, teehee, good guy. And then um, when Rachel makes her grand entrance, he's like, and I just want a million dollars. (laughs) He sort of gestures up. I think that's good. Chandler was the winner. I I think there's a lot of the things that he says that I still like. They're just in my head all the time. So for me... From episode one. My best friend of episode one, the pilot, yeah. is Chandler. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I've literally written down exactly the same thing as you. <laughs> All the other characters, like I said, I didn't really like. Ross was too whingy. Uh, Phoebe was too weird. Joey was too much of a dick. Monica was all right, but doing her own thing. The only one I actually went, he's pretty much the same as he was always going to be, was Chandler. And yeah. I've written down the same thing. I've got two quotes written down. Uh, I just want a million dollars, as he points, because yeah. <laughs> Rachel's just walked in off the street. Oh, Ross I goes, just want to be married again. Yeah, Rachel walks in in a wedding dress. He, straight away, without missing a beat, points at the door and says, and I just want a million dollars, which is great. And also the other line, like, it's just the, the, yeah, the little one-off lines, like the, um, uh, they're talking about Ross's lesbian next wife, and he says, sometimes I wish I was a lesbian. Uh, And they all look at him. Did I say that out loud? And it's just, that is classic Chandler from minute one. Yeah, very good. Um, there were two, no, sorry, three lines I've wrote down that Ross says that um, I do quite like, and they're, they're stuck in my head. Because I think me and you are both, like, I'm 32, you're 37. Yep. Is that right? So we sort of grew up watching this, and I think I watched this one quite a lot because I had it on tape. So like, there's a lot of lines that are just stuck in my head as, like, like, I don't know, just cultural touchstones, I guess. But like Ross says, uh, when he's trying to talk to Rachel about a uh, abandoned honeymoon, and he just goes, "Oh, Aruba, this time of year, talk about your big lizards." Because <laughs> like, he can't think of anything negative to say about going there. I really like that. Um, also, he talks like Captain Kirk when he's in the he's in the flat putting all the furniture together, and he goes. Um, I have no this, I can't see any blah, 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 and I cannot feel my legs. <laughs> like, that is just Kirk. Well, and, that's the bit where I noticed the turn-ups, because he was like, his, ah, his lower leg was fully exposed, yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I'll be honest, um, look behind the curtain, I watched this episode twice. And, did you? Yeah, so after I'd seen that, the turn-ups in that scene, I looked out for them, and they were in every scene. He was wearing the same trousers, seemingly through two days uh-huh. of the show and they had the turn-ups throughout the whole thing it was the 90s he's got his chinos on mate leaving be yeah. chinos <laughs> that's what it was turn up chinos yeah um, um so, who's your worst friend well it was hard to pick because because there was all of them really all of them I've, apart from chandler i wasn't I've, if I, I've, I've highlighted two well uh, my is the actual worst but i've got a close second who was your actual worst sorry my worst, definite worst, was Monica. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought she just should have been nicer instead of just going on about banging Paul. That I mean, come on. She's there, and she's still there in her wedding dress and the sort of breakfast table, and she's like having a, she's recapping her nice night. I'm not having that. Bad friend. Um, My worst friend, I think, um, pain to say it, was Joey. Ah, no, he yeah. got away from me. I just didn't I didn't like his attitude at all. And I'm I'm looking forward to a softer, more playful version of Joey. Stupid Joey. Yeah. So um, we had my, a chat about this second. obviously beforehand oh, and we are also gonna pick our best pal every week, which best pal being not one of non, the six Yeah, non core. Non core cast, so not one of the six friends. 
So it can be anybody, basically, that took our, that caught our eye during the episode. Did you find anyone? Because to be honest, yeah, I've got this it. episode, it, it focused so heavily on the six, there wasn't really many non-core cast members involved. I managed to pick two, and I've ranked them best and worst. But uh, before I do, I just wanted to tell you that my close second was Phoebe, by the way, because oh, she was just too much. Like, I'm not having that. Yeah. Like, I get it. She's kooky. Forget it. Move on. Yeah. Um, my, yeah, so I've got a best and a worst. Mm-hmm. Um, we're def- I, did you manage to find anyone outside of the six, apart from Paul? Yeah, well, I've got a best pal. But, yes. but I didn't I didn't realise we were doing worst, so I've not done a worst. I've just done oh, a, I've just done pal. a best. All right, well I'll give you my worst pal. It's obviously Paul. Um yeah. for everything we've already said about him. Screw you, Paul. Um yeah. my best pal would she only gets the best pal because of like little bits of reading around that I did, but it's the girl in the coffee shop working behind the counter. Right. Because is this different to yours? Yeah. Excellent. So the the girl in the coffee shop, uh, she's got like quite sort of short cropped hair. She's going to basically that actress is going to pop up playing a couple of different characters throughout the uh, series. So she's there. I, I don't know whether. Do you know? Like do you, hang on. Hang on. Do you know? Do you know what she pops up as? Yeah. Well, does that not count? No new game. Oh, don't, well. don't tell me who she pops up as. Oh, okay. I have only, I wasn't paying particular attention to her in the first episode. So let's okay. see if I can point her out again. And come again. All episodes. right, cool. No bother. All right, well, she was my best pal. Who's your best pal, Greg? Well, I really struggled with the best pal, like I say, because there wasn't too many other people getting involved in the episode. But I don't know if you're going to let me have this, but we'll see. And I'll, I'll tell you my reasoning. My best pal was the Rembrandts. <laughs> right? Okay. Because they were in the episode. Audio. Musically, audio. yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, can I just clarify? That's the people who sing the theme tune. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the, the band that do the theme tune. And yeah. they were my best pal because I must have heard that theme tune, I don't know, hundreds thousands of times. Of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lords. As soon as it started, when we started this project, the first thing that comes on is the Rembrandt. And I thought to myself, it's a great song. <laughs> I don't know if it is. Uh, it, it's a great theme song. Yeah, all right, it's a great theme song. And I, I thought to myself... I wouldn't like it if it came on the radio. Do you think we'll get sick of hearing it? Because I've heard it a couple of hundred times, and we're probably going to hear it a couple more hundred times. Will there ever be a point where I get sick of hearing it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you could be right. I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't sick of hearing it this time. I well, no, go, this, I didn't clutch the one. skip intro button. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, fine. Let's watch this. Let's watch these guys goofing around in a in the what do you call it in the fountain? Yeah, I mean that is odd. It's an odd situation because it doesn't look particularly warm either wherever they are. But no. Um, but yeah, I just thought I don't know if I'm ever going to get sick of hearing it, but we'll see. But they were my best pal because it made me smile from the first second. Good. In fact, it probably made me smile more than most of the other minutes of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great episode. <laughs> what um, um, what what are we gonna What are you gonna give the 
episode what are we gonna we don't know what we're gonna mark it out of yet so that's yeah so we had the theory that we we're gonna give it a score out of six because there's six friends didn't we initially yeah. <laughs> but uh we'll, we'll work on that we'll see if we can find another thing that there's six of um it's got to be a four for me i think like it, it's not great but it's fine and it's got a lot to do it's busy it's got a lot of setup to do and it yeah. managers it's got a four out of six so I think you're being generous, but I can see why you're being generous. I can understand. Yeah, I think I'm being generous as well. <laughs> you're saying that the the episode had a lot of weight to carry. So yeah. So yeah, it might not have won the race, but it finished the race. And considering I'm it had looking, all that weight on its back, it was. I'm doing looking all. at it in the grand scheme of things. If I watched it as a one-off show with no context, I didn't know what happened. I would go, "That is a two out of six episode." Yeah because it's not good, but because I know how much it had to do and set off, you give it more, I guess. So you're, yeah, you're being... It's a weighted response, yeah. You're being gracious because of the... the, the you're giving it a, a couple of marks there for effort. Yeah, I'm going to be a bit more brutal. I'm not going to give it those extra couple of marks <laughs> for effort, and I'm going to give it a two out of six. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair play. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe that's you could be the nice, let's say the nasty one, and I'll be the nice one from now on. That can be our characters. You, <laughs> I'll be the, you can be Paul the wine guy, and I'll be who's nice. None of them were nice. <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll figure that one out. Hey, uh, before we finish, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to give you one bit of trivia. Okay. Or no, it's not a trivia because they did it on purpose. Just guys having fun. So. As the episode finishes, Rachel has got herself the job in Central Park. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, when she offers them coffee, it's like, oh, did you make it or are you just serving it? And because, yeah. because earlier in the episode, she's made them coffee and it was dreadful. Yeah. They don't drink that dreadful coffee. They pour it in the plant on the table. Yeah. At the end of the episode, that plant is dead. Ah... But it's not referenced. No, no, it's just in the background. Like, they're just the the table is there, and the plant is now dead because it's had the awful coffee. Oh, that's a lovely little touch. Yeah, good that, isn't it? That's a great little touch. If, uh, yeah, there's no reason to do that. I don't think anyone was going back and looking for things like that in 1984 either. But no. here we are. But then, yeah, twenty twenty six years later, that's it's just all been worthwhile for them. In the pilot as well. That's just yeah. for us, that. Very good. Right, Beautiful okay, place to, to finish. Yeah, lovely. Well, that was episode one down. Only 235 more to go. Yeah, enjoyed it. Look it'll, forward be, to the, it'll be 2024 by the time we're wrapping this up. Look forward to talking to you next week. <laughs> all right, mate. Oh, all right, pal. All right, pal. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah,